Stand by for the hook. Welcome to The Hook with Katie Kempner, Vice President of Agency Communications at Crispin Porter and Bogusky, the most awarded advertising agency in the world. Every Tuesday at the intersection of advertising and PR, The Hook, where Katie talks with advertising visionaries, top journalists, cutting-edge creatives, authors, and PR gurus. Hear what these industry insiders have to say about the changing landscape of advertising and PR today. Now here's your host, Katie Kempner. Hello, I'm Katie Kempner. Today is Tuesday, August 12th, and you are listening to The Hook, where each week I talk to advertising, branding, and public relations insiders who are both leading and covering the industry. My hope is that by listening to my guests, you'll find inspiration and new ideas and have some fun along the way. So my guest today is Mike Smith, one of the founders of America Free TV, an internet television broadcaster. CPB, I should say, full disclosure, is a partner in this venture, and the plans are so exciting that I asked Mike to join us and and talk about them. So hello, Mike. Hi, Katie. Good to be with you. Thank you. So let's just start a little bit by talking about America Free TV. What is it, and how did it come to be? Well, AmericaFree.tv is a streaming movie site, a streaming media and longer-form video site. We believe that we're in the middle of the long tail, which uh, started with YouTube, really, with short flash videos, and has moved now to a much longer form of um, folks using their laptops for entertainment. So there's a lot of original content out out there, and a a lot of... Innovators are getting in on it. Michael Eisner, through his site, Vuguru, has created a number of webisodes and several series for his site. What, what's the role of original content on on your site, and, and where do you see where do you see it going? Well, we believe that content that comes from independent producers, uh, like the South by Southwest or Sundance or Toronto Film Festival, needs to have better distribution and that the Internet can allow that. That beyond what you see at the film fest themselves or what the independent artists can generate, uh, these films should be exposed into a larger market and maybe get greater distribution. What we're seeing with Hulu and Michael Eisner and some of the others getting involved, Sony's Crackle, is repurposing content that already exists or things they've created within the larger studio setting in the past. What we're doing with America Free TV is really flattening the entire experience of entertainment. Things that don't have digital rights management issues associated, this is unlicensed content that's freely available to the public. So when we say America Free TV, we're really saying, hey, America, here's all the TV that's out there that you can watch without uh, paying or having extra uh, surcharges on top. Our model is strictly advertising supported, and in the case of the uh, artist or producer, we split all those ad revenues 50-50. And is that the main incentive? I mean, what, what is the incentive for a content creator to, to post their work on your site as opposed to somewhere else? Well, what we found with the independent producer is they end up with new revenue streams from our advertising. Uh, Google places a lot of traditional broadcasters on our site, which I think is very interesting. NBC, AMC, the History Channel, they're all advertising right now. The Monk television series, they advertise on America Free TV. So what these traditional broadcasters are saying is, hey, you love that historical film, come on over to the History Channel and find out more. But back to your question, Really, it's the ad revenue split, and they get a little more incremental income uh, for their film. 
And secondly, exposure, larger audience, larger exposure, and maybe the opportunity to push through uh, with mainstream studio distribution. So we're going to be at South by Southwest and Sundance in Toronto finding new content partners. Uh, within the site, our creative artists and directors are putting up a new sandbox where artists and independents can post their content, and we will review it and then put it up in long form. And the reason for streaming media is that it's just a much better quality experience. You're getting a more movie-like experience. We can even broadcast through streaming in high definition, something traditional Flash or YouTube shorts are not going to be able to do. So this is more about quality. It's about engineering something that allows the user experience to be like a movie theater or a DVD. And again, the indie and the others are looking for uh, new ways to reach an audience, maybe bypassing the more traditional studios. Now, there's just such a pro- proliferation. I mean, there's so much. Watch me try to spit out a big word, Mike. <laughs> there's such a proliferation of, uh, you know, sites. I mean, how do, pe- how do you get people? How are you driving people to your site? Well, let's say that, first of all, we started broadcasting in 2003, so our chief scientist and uh, founder, Marshall Eubanks, is actually a rocket scientist. He worked for Jet Propulsion Lab at NASA, and he also uh, comes from an MIT engineering background. Uh, Marshall is so smart that he actually has an asteroid named after him. He is the guy that learned that you can create streaming content using first audio. He did a radio, internet uh, radio station, and then video using this uh, standard for streaming content that the very various standards boards um, decided was the best way to broadcast. So this has been going on since 2003, and we've got an audience now of well over a million uh, unique visitors. So that starts to get the attention of the Google AdSense and the different SEO bots that are placing ads. What we decided uh, earlier on in 2007 as we reconfigured the company was rather than just using uh, search engine advertising, that we could offer sponsors uh, an opportunity to put their communications out next to or interstitially with the various uh, media that we have up on the site. And we thought as well, splitting 50-50 and having direct advertising going to the artists themselves and to America Free TV was a better model than the current one that Google offers, wherein they keep about 80% of the ad revenue and offer about 20% back to the hosting uh, site. So Mm -hmm. we wanted to turn that model on its head a little bit, and I think we started to do that. Well, you mentioned Google. I mean, who who are your competitors? Who do you see as your competitors? Well, you named a couple of them. I would say uh, Hulu and uh, some of the others that are involved in Internet broadcast, certainly. The Sony Crackle uh, just bought Rocket Boom last week uh, for, for a seven-figure uh, sum. Rocket Boom had not nearly as much traffic as America Free Tea, but it did have a nice brand, and it did have, uh, I think, pretty good content. So content is king, but also traffic is king when you're talking about how people are starting to relate to these sites. There will be some winners and there will be some losers. Uh, having a four-year, five-year running head start, we think is going to help us a lot. We have 20 channels of content, over 2,000 hours that's been uh, encoded for this streaming standard, high def as well as uh, regular, and uh, people can watch it again on a laptop or uh, with more fancy equipment. So who's really, you, you said over a million unique visitors, who's really your target audience? You know, we have a pretty interesting demographic. What's interesting about America Free TV is it's truly global. We run a... uh 
uh, monitoring service that tells us at any given time who's watching our channel. We have people in uh, communist China, Iraq and Iran, uh, Libya, who are watching American movie fare and earlier uh, Three Stooges, uh, Night of the Living Dead, romances, comedies, mysteries, getting a real enculturation into American media. And we find that really fun and intriguing. So it is a global audience, and I think that's a little different than some of the other sites, which is primarily U.S.-based. Um, I think that the demographic skews more male than it does female for right now. I think mm-hmm. boys like their toys or boys like their iPods and their gadgets and uh, maybe are willing to try something in a longer-form video format right now. Uh, but there still are plenty of, it's maybe 60-40 uh, men to women. And we skew a little older, probably 30, 35-plus, uh, up to 50 we have a lot of families that like to watch these movies together. We have, uh, I think, fans around the world who send us suggestions and ideas. And one thing that our partnership with uh, Crispin Porter Bogusky has allowed us to do is find ways to maximize that user involvement, that user experience. First of all, you've, uh, your agency has created, I think, more of a presence for us in terms of navigation, better tools, better usability. Uh, channels are better laid out. In the past, it was just you join the stream wherever it was. It was not video on demand. It was not simple to navigate. You just jumped into the movie wherever it was, and you were part of a global audience. Here, there's Mm -hmm. much more scheduling, uh, destination television, if you will, and an opportunity to share your comments, your reviews of these films and these indie films with others around the world who might also be watching. So it becomes a global user experience. Uh, I've said, why not have a worldwide viewing party where people are all watching a movie together, but remotely and doing it in a way that it's virtual. So that's kind of where we're heading. Um, I think the uh, users will start to expand more to the younger people because this is new to them. This is content they may not have seen before. Stuff that we remember as kids maybe can become uh, iconic and come back to a new group of folks who are very used to iPods and very used to DVD entertainment. You know, there's it, there's such a struggle now for content. I mean, everybody needs content. You know, they need stuff to put. There's so many different sites. Everybody needs content. We talked a little bit about some of the places that you get content. What do you think about consumer-generated content? I mean, you know, you mentioned YouTube very briefly, which is small, short little things. What about longer, or is there going to be a place also for shorter things? Or does that fit in at all to your model? It really does. We are going to be doing some channels that are much more, I would say, current events or updated, uh, like political shows, documentaries, uh, things that are more in the mainstream consciousness. One person who signed on to do his own channel is Craig of Craigslist. Craig is interested in commenting on the political scene, on technology issues, on where we're going as a country, on uh, economics. Now that he's been a successful entrepreneur for the last 13 years, he's decided to devote some time into creating this punditry or his uh, views on various matters. And so we're going to be using uh, traditional broadcast handy cams and flip cameras and taping Craig as he goes about his speaking engagements and his day uh, and uh, using a lot of that content to create a new and fresh reason to come to the site all the time. Um, I suspect more of that will start as we uh, grow. But one of the things I found interesting is that some of the sites that have the user-generated content aren't making any money at all. They haven't found a proper revenue model. It's kind of like sharing uh, and posting pictures, but to no, to no end other than the shared experience. We're looking to make money for the advertiser, the sponsor, 
and the filmmaker. And I think we found a formula that does that by having these various channels where you can say, I'm going to take over the Adventure Channel, and I'm going to offer a Domino's Pizza against the Adventure Channel because I think my demographic will be well served. Uh, they can uh, watch for 30 minutes in high def, and the pizza will be there. And these are the kinds of explorations we're having now with various sponsors. I just got an email on my BlackBerry as I was coming in, uh, and I noticed that there's now a contest by a company in L.A. that wants to out Paris Paris. Paris Hilton recently uh, had a little video of herself talking about running for president and the white-haired dude, Mr. McCain, uh, challenging her on her understanding of energy policy. So now we have a PR marketing company coming out saying, can you out Paris Paris? And we'll take your videos, and if we think they're great, uh, we'll post them up. And, you know, you have to show how you would make a better candidate for president. Uh, it, it, to me, seems a little bit like a publicity stunt, here today, gone tomorrow, and it doesn't have the stickiness or the efficacy in the mind of the viewer. Uh, watching more serious-minded documentaries, movies, entertainment, and then having a shared global experience with people and wanting to come back, I think, is what we're looking for, as opposed to posting up um, I don't want to use the word frivolous, but things that just aren't lasting, things that are here today mm -hmm. and gone tomorrow. Uh, one other company I, I failed to mention, because I do think Hulu and Crackle are doing a great job, uh, and you talked about Michael Eisner. He has a specific interest in this area. But there's a company, Juiced, J-O-O-S-T, and I think mm -hmm. they're doing a fine job of delivering video in a positive way and creating a user experience that's both uh, time-sensitive and, and is created around a current model, but also looks to using content in new ways. So when we've approached various agencies about this, the idea is something old becomes new again, and it's really almost the democratization of the entertainment business. Rather than using studio distribution for everything, why not use the internet for this entertainment? What's happened, and Michael Eisner coming from Disney knows this all too well, much of our content, uh, millions of hours of entertainment, cartoons, television, is locked away in studio vaults, and the masters are gathering dust. And people will never see that stuff because of the different licensing issues that exist in our country. And the desire of the founders, as well as the new uh, partners that we have with Crispin Porter, is to unlock all of that, to make it available. Why not let it be unfettered and allow users to have an experience with that, as long as the content creators are compensated in some way, or there's the desire to have dis additional distribution to a mass audience. And the Internet can really scale. It can scale much faster than standard forms of distribution, I think. Well, let me, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about, about all this. We'll be back right after this. Sit tight and don't move. The Hook will be back after this short break. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah, GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. <laughs> We got it! Put it up there, elves! Wow, currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. 
Oh, wise master, I've climbed up this mountain to seek your wisdom. Yes, how can I help you, my son? I've traveled far to ask why my business isn't growing. You are on top of this mountain when you should be on topnichenetworks.com. But I need answers. You should be on topnichenetworks.com, specializing in direct marketing and lead generation as well as list management. Topnichenetworks.com has exclusives and leading payouts. They welcome new affiliates with hot offers. We don't seem to get the results we need at a price we can afford. Topnichenetworks.com will work on a performance-only basis, so you only pay for results. TopNicheNetworks.com has the answers that you've been seeking for making your business a success on a performance-only basis. And that's a good thing, because my butt's falling asleep. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to thousands of subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO SEO ready. Plus, we provide express editorial review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours article distribution at its easiest one form one click thousands of results get your free account today at articlesender.com that's article s-e-n-d-e-r.com Domain Masters. Gal Lickman, the founder and chairman and CEO of Magic Solutions International. A good keyword that people are searching on the internet and with the time more and more keywords are appearing on the internet and drive traffic to your existing website. So as an example, if you're going to be a real estate agent uh, sitting in Los Angeles, by buying keywords that people use in Los Angeles and creating a domain and pointing them to your existing website, I guess one leap from all those domains will cover all of your expenses. Domain Masters. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Watch out for the vampires. Enter the communications coven that is WebmasterRadio.fm. Now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Visit the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage for all the details. Now back to The Hook. The intersection of advertising and PR. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Welcome back. I'm Katie Kempner, and I'm talking to Mike Smith, one of the founders of America Free TV. Hi, Mike. Hi, Katie. So we, we, we talked a little bit, or you mentioned, we didn't talk yet, about, about Marshall Eubanks, the other founder of uh, America Free TV, and um, him actually being a rocket scientist. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about the technology, about the type of facilities that you have and this, how state-of-art your studios are. Do you have studios, or do you take everything from other studios? Can we talk a little bit about the technology? You bet. AFTV, or AmericaFree.tv, uses the H.264 encoding standard, which is used to broadcast both Flash and QuickTime. Uh, these are players used by more standard PCs or by the Mac systems. Uh, we also simulcast our broadcast encoded in 3GPP and uh, 3GPP2. Those are standards for high def, and they're also standards in, in those last two cases for cell phones, which would allow mm-hmm. us to output on a cell phone screen and still have that same uh, scale or uh, uh, dimensions of the movie screen. So these are 
the kinds of things that cell phone and telecom manufacturers are really interested in. What's going to be that iPod moment? How am I going to spend that time uh, between meetings or between bus stops being able to pick up and, and then put on hold again a movie that I might be watching? Uh, Marshall Eubanks is the founder and is my partner, and he uh, has a, many, many years in the multicasting business, going back over mm-hmm. 10 years now. He also serves on various standards committees, one called the Internet Engineering Task Force, which is the Internet Society's uh, standard-setting body. So not only does he follow the standard, he actually created them, which makes it pretty fun. Uh, from my point of view, I come more from the agency side, having spent uh, – 25 years in the business, three different large agencies, including Euro RSCG under my belt, and have had uh, the experience of seeing advertisers frustrated by what their internet options are and how to really use the net in an effective way to make sure they're getting targeted marketing and not uh, just kind of scattershot or shotgun approach. So I've enjoyed being part of this uh, development of the Internet for quite some time, and I've done, oh, I guess, uh, launches of the cable companies when they first got into the Internet, when there was phone, video, and data over the cable, uh, high-speed DSL, uh, some of the technologies coming into the field that allowed uh, and permitted, I guess, and enable all of us to have this cool entertainment. These are pretty recent occurrences, if you uh, follow it, I think, in terms of being able to stream something. I remember mm-hmm. Max Headroom from a few years ago with a jerky packet loss that came through over your, over your uh, Internet. And here we now have seamless uh, uh, shows, two and a half hours, no packet drops. That's the offering. That's the technology. We have a studio in the greater Washington area because we're interested in political and current affairs shows and the Craig channel, the Craig TV channel that I mentioned. But we mm-hmm. also go remote and go on location. And this year, uh, I personally will be uh, video blogging from the Democratic National Convention in Denver and doing some things for Reuters, where Reuters has asked us to uh, create some content for Reuters.com that shows American political contests and elections in a a positive and interesting light, gets a lot of man-on-the-street interviews. And here you can Mm -hmm. use these new flip cameras, or um, in my case, uh, various Sony Handycams and Canon Opturas, these digital cameras uh, around $1,000 and flip cameras, which are completely simple, um, to capture digitized images. And digital is the whole point here because the editing is simpler. All you have to do to create and post video on America Free TV or anywhere else is to uh, generate that from a digital camera use compression software because we can't send these large files around very easily. So uh, Sorenson Squeeze or another compression software. And then you use Final Cut Pro uh, for your edits. So you become the camera person, the sound person, the editor, the producer, and the post-up distributor. You end up doing all of those things. And that's what's so cool about it. It can really be a one-person band, if you will, uh, where you're seamlessly putting things together. Now, I should mention, that's a little on the technology, but I was uh, remiss in not mentioning, we have studio partners now, independent studio producers, one called Echelon Studios that's sort of a B-movie producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun camp send-ups, uh, interesting movies, and even some series or serial types of shows involving westerns, involving other genres. Uh, we have um, Frank Cipro out of Las Vegas, who's doing a show that's much based on The Sopranos, kind of following around the normal day-to-day events of an organized crime figure in Vegas. And that's a fun and, and professionally produced uh, television program. We have um, Noisy Vision out of Burbank, 
I think Echelon's in the Bay Area, Noisy Visions in Burbank, where uh, Brad Mendelson, our friend and one of our earliest indies, is putting up comedy channels. He did a spoof uh, special program on Halloween TV. He's done um, uh, stand-up comedy around L.A. for quite some time, and he comes from a long line of producers in his family. And he thought, you know, I, I've found ways to do the DVDs myself. I've got Amazon putting them out. I've got my own storefront. I've tried to build this distribution network for three or four years. Instead of me building a distribution network, why don't I pair with AFTV, who already has a million unique uh, viewers, use that channel to create my own comedy channel and uh, distribute that way? And he's found a lot of success that way, both by, again, getting an audience, sharing the revenue, and also still selling DVDs through Amazon, because at mm-hmm. the bottom of his film, we will con- uh, click here if you'd like to buy the DVD. So that's kind of the model, both on the technology, the simplicity of it, technologically, and then again, how these indies are using it. I think what's a little bit different about us is that in almost every case, the content that goes up there is professionally done by people who are in the filmmaking business, but they're indies, and so budgets are low and distribution costs are high. So with all these different channels, you mentioned Craig from Craigslist. He has his own channel. So does that mean that, you know, all every single thing from now on, if you want to see, does, does he have enough content for an entire channel or is that more pro? When you're talking about channels, you're saying this is what's going to run the entire time and then this, you just mentioned a comedy channel. That's what's going to run the entire time. Is it like on a loop or is it you, you, is it your technology where you can, you know, call it up anytime you want when you, when you tune in? How, how does that work exactly? Well, it's actually both. It's been on a more continuous loop of, of streaming uh, and mm-hmm. randomly streaming at any time. And that's what I think some of the Crispin Porter people found so interesting, that you just kind of stumble upon these really cool shows that you'd sort of forgotten about, and they become yeah. uh, addictive again. And particularly since one of the creative directors we love and know is a big Three Stooges fan, so that's how that got hooked, I believe. Um, but the idea was that uh, if you wanted to have destination television and viewing during certain hours, you had to have video on demand. You had to have things in a better scheduling uh, manner. You had to be able to stop and start the film, those kinds of things. So um, that's what's been offered more recently. And let's see. Uh, the content is in 20 different genres. I call them channels. They're genres from mm-hmm. uh, dramatic to um, comedic to uh, adventure, adventure probably being one of our best, mystery. These are the kinds of channels, and each one had their own URL about comedy-free TV. Now they're all under the same banner. Everything's under America Free TV, just 20 different subdivisions. So... In terms of a Craig, there's no way he's doing 24-7, although he almost does. He's quite a blogger, and he's quite prolific. Um, you can get an email from Craig any time, day or night, and he writes to you in 15-minute increments. So he really does put out a lot of content. But what we decided to do was start the Craig channel, use the Democratic National Convention to fill up quite a bit of that time with these mm-hmm. man-on-the-street interviews and with some other technology uh, concerns that might be important to the voters. And then uh, allow maybe other pundits, uh, maybe Huffington Post, maybe others, to use that channel as well for political commentary. So it's the Craig channel now, but it will evolve into a political TV channel. So we're running out of time, but I just want to ask you sort of in terms of the future. Do you see then that this being more and more replacing television where people are able to sort of, you know, log on to more niche 
you know, places where they can find what they're truly interested in and that sort of, I mean, is that sort of the way things are going? Yeah, I think it's going to be platform agnostic. I believe people's viewing mm-hmm. experience and entertainment experience is going to be on the set-top box through cable. And we at America Free TV hope to do some more set-top box deals where we get cable distribution as well as Internet. Or it'll be on your uh, PC or Mac using the Internet and the high-speed uh, broadband that's available today. Or it'll be on your iPod or other PDA type of device or your phone. Uh, which now has perfect uh, video screens and and great definition, and you can really see what's going on and be entertained uh, while you travel. So from the consumer's point of view, there's a lot of choice in terms of your entertainment options. Uh, You just know the number of cable channels that flourished after the cable industry got started. I think our situation is very parallel to the cable experience of 20-some years ago, that the Internet television options will explode in the same way with various options available. But the consumer doesn't care how they're receiving it over what instrument. They're, whether it's a box in the living room or a uh, laptop on the go or a iPhone as you go along uh, uh, on your bike, these are the kinds of things that no longer matter. Because we can distribute digitally, we could choose how we want to receive and uh, broadcast information. Well, and is there any other feedback that viewers are asking for to, to enhance their view, viewing their content? There is. I think the high def is starting to move forward. Not everything is created in high def, so it can't always be broadcast in high def, but that's changing, as you know, on traditional analog. Uh, All analog TV is going to digital now, and even people at home that have rabbit ears, uh, the rabbit ears are going away. You won't know what those are fairly soon. Uh, Most folks uh, are going to have to have different kinds of TVs to pick up the high def and be able to broadcast it correctly. So we as consumers have changed with the times. We've uh, evolved, and our equipment has evolved from, again, uh, I remember vinyl records to 8-tracks to cassette tapes to CDs to DVDs. All that happened in my lifetime. Uh, and I think this is what's happening in the television and entertainment world as well. There are specific requests that we have, and I think that's where the viewer interaction is really going to come in. People are going to get to rate and rank the different programs. Uh, the ones that viewers like the most may move to the top of our playlist. Consumers and and viewers are going to be able to share with each other, have viewing parties, as I mentioned. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's going to be a chip-in box where, um, and all this is launching in the next uh, week or two, Katie, so you're the first one to hear about it. I'm very pleased to kind of scoop this with the hook. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) People can actually chip in and offer uh, to support an independent artist if they think the movies are great and they Uh know the starving artist needs a little more funding to make the next one. So we're going to offer that kind of a a very flat, um, egalitarian world where artist and viewer come together a little more. And again, all the public content, all the uh, pre-1960s content that's out there is really available now and is precious stuff, and we want to be able to offer it to a new generation. Well, it's so exciting, Mike. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're super busy to, to talk with me today, so thank you so much. Well, look for the launch of uh, www.americafree.tv sometime around the 15th of August and uh, into the new September viewing season. Thanks, Katie. There you go. Okay. Take care. Thank you. And that's all we have time for today. I'll be taking a little break and coming back right after Labor Day with Matt Schechner, Director of Advertising Week, so he can uh, tell us what to expect during Advertising Week in New York. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.